and welcome to Blitzkrieg, where you'll get your outside information from insiders about Mountain 7 and Southwest District Sports. And here's your hosts, Glenn and Josh. Well, happy Thanksgiving week. Um, we got a lot to unpack for the games we have to talk about. First, let's recap what went on. Good afternoon. It's afternoon for us right now, so good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Glenn. It's good to be back in, uh, you know, Fort Glenn <laughs> Studios here. Back in my office. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start with not our game. Gate City and Graham. Uh rain involved this game we thought could either be a blowout or be a game sitting at halftime if i'm correct the score was seven seven it was seven to seven yes yeah so we had a couple of turnovers i'm pretty sure that's how graham scored their first touchdown because i flipped it really quick to check another game gate city had the ball on their own 10 and when i come back graham scored yeah, so Gate City intercepted a Graham pass inside the 10-yard line. And um, they're up 7 to nothing at the time. And Bledsoe drops back to pass in his own end zone and fumbles the ball. Graham recovers for a touchdown, so Gate City did Gate City things. Uh, and we talked about this, too, like minimizing the damage on turnovers. Like, can you manage your turnovers? Yes. So Graham has a turnover, but it's more like a punt. Correct. Gate City has a turnover, and it results in seven points for Graham. Uh, I think I think that was also a momentum swing in that game. Because once Graham kind of got even, went into halftime and regrouped, it was like, hey, guys, we, we're not – we're not going to just walk out onto the field and beat Gate City. Um, and then they proceeded to win the second half 21 to nothing. So that, that game started out well and then... Started out well for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> if you were, no, Not if that you, I'm saying that you're a homer for Tazel. Right. But when you say it started out well... You meant it started out well for Gate City. It, it did, but we we spoke in the last podcast that if you wanted to go watch a good football game, that was the one to go watch. Oh, Friday absolutely. Night. Oh, absolutely. And it looked like it was going to be that type of game. It looked like Gate City was finally going to be Gate City and give Graham a run for their money. But Graham came out and showed, it's not your night. Right. They... They reasserted themselves um, in the second half to to make sure that they didn't have as much pressure down the stretch. So, Gate City, they they came in with a decent game plan, kind of held Graham in check. But in the second half, Graham was able to get to the edge a little bit, and um, and the rest was history for that for that game. I mean, it was a good game. It was a good game in the first half. After and that, it wasn't a- fun to watch. A- after that, Graham just, you know, did Graham things as opposed to Gate City doing Gate City things, and and Graham won twenty eight to seven. 
not taking anything away from the G-Men. That was a great game for them. Um, and in the beginning, when I said it was a great game, it looked like it was going to be a barn burner, and then you just pulled away with it. So now let's travel to our game. Uh, couldn't be more proud of the boys for the way they showed up. For Tazewell and Union, 27-6. to 6. Funny thing you talk about, I feel like a momentum swing for us is um, – I'm pretty sure we're in the second half. It's still a close game. And uh, Carter throws a deep ball, but it was on like third and 20, and they intercept it. And uh, Right, right. Then there's another interception on the goal line where we could have pulled in within a score. And they – well, no, it, it, it still would have been a two-score game, and then they drove 99 yards down the field on us. Well, okay, so – Union scores to um, – they score and go up 6 to nothing. Um In the first quarter, we we battled pretty hard. Um, we made them earn everything that they got. Uh, they got a drive going uh, late in the second – late in the second quarter. Um, they, they pulled out all the stops against us. Um, a couple calls here or there, maybe that drive stalls out, not not placing blame on anybody. Uh, drives me insane to listen to someone say, well, you know, the ref's this, the ref's that. Well, the ref's this and the ref's that, whatever. We, you know, we had a couple of opportunities to get off the field on third down and, and didn't do it. And they score late going into halftime and make it 12 to nothing and we get the ball to start the second half and drive right down the field, do what we normally do, score. We get a we get a weird call that backs us up and we miss the PAT. So yes. it's twelve to six. Yeah. And I'll promise you that no one from Union <clears throat> pardon me, I'm still a little hoarse from from Saturday. <laughs> I'll promise you no one from Union that went to watch that football game thought that at halftime it would be 12 to nothing and that with nine minutes to go in the third quarter, it would be 12 to six Union and that they would have struggled to move the ball Mm -hmm. against us. No one. The only people that would have thought that would have been their coaching staff because I don't think that their coaching staff, Coach Turner and his staff, took us lightly. No. They they pulled out all the stops against us. Their second touchdown in the second quarter was on a double reverse pass throwback. To the QB. To the quarterback, in which we kind of covered it pretty well. I mean, kid makes a good catch, good throw, good catch, and – you know, kind of the backside of the end zone. But um, when we held Union again and got a drive going in the third quarter, down 12-6, to um, Glenn, you mentioned it, we throw an interception. It's It was like third and 23, something like that, and we throw an interception, and they intercept it down on the five-yard line. And that was just as good as a punt. Yeah, it, it it's yeah. 
it was more accurate than a punt, um, for sure. And we hold them and kind of flip the field. And we put together another drive and we start moving the ball. And if you've ever been to Bullet Park, where <clears throat> Union plays, it's the old Powell Valley football field. There's, there's, you'd be hard pressed to find a better environment to play in November than that place. Right. At 12 o'clock, two hours before kickoff, they let people come in, and there are people that are piling in to the to the stands. It's really, it's really an incredible environment. It's loud. They come in with their with their train horns and and their cowbells. It's very reminiscent of Tazewell in the in the mid eighties, late eighties, maybe even like early nineties. Very reminiscent of that kind of atmosphere where it's just people all around the field. That place when we started driving late in the third quarter was silent. It was dead silent. And there were a lot of people that were sitting there, you know, clutching pearls. Because we started moving the ball. And they they weren't able to figure it out. So we flip ends and go to the fourth quarter. We've got the ball and we're driving. <clears throat> and we, we get down to the 12-yard line. It's third and four from about the 12. And um, we dial up a good little play. We don't we don't execute that play as well as we should have. They get an interception. Otherwise, if that ball is thrown another step out in front, we go up thirteen to twelve. At worst, it's twelve to twelve. Correct. At worst, it's twelve to twelve, with about nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. I'm telling you that place. Down there, those people were not prepared for what Tazel had to offer them. I couldn't be more proud of our kids and their fight, their ability to shrug off, you know, a two score deficit and come out in the second half and just go down and do what we do get stops on defense, score touchdowns. It was it was everything you could have asked for. If the Graham and Gate City game, the Graham and Gate City game was a was a letdown, right? Yeah. The Tazel Union game was anything and everything you could have wanted in a southwest, you know, Southwest Virginia you know, two eights, kind of small school football playoff game. The weather was perfect. The stadium was jam-packed. And it was two impressive football teams just absolutely battling it out to the very bitter end. I know what the score was, but there's no person at that stadium that walked out of there and said, boy, we put it on them today. 
No, not in that one. I mean, you, you eventually did in the fourth quarter, but yeah, you tacked way, on a late touchdown. All the way through the third, it was a game. Uh, most of the fourth. Yeah. I mean, realistically, we're we're talking about with with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, it's still twelve to six. Yeah. Like if they fumble it and give it back to us. Like, kudos for them. They drove 99 yards. I, I watched that happen one time in a state championship game when I was helping uh, the quarterback at Chill Howie. Chill Howie's going in to score right before half, and they don't get it. And Riverheads, in one of their many state championship games where they won, they drove it 99 yards to make the game 21-7 to at halftime instead of it being 14-14. They drove 99 yards. Well, that's that's what Union did. We were a little bit deflated. They were on a high because they had just gotten a huge stop. And I'll promise you, the the people in those stands knew when they got that stop that they may have saved their season. Because we're talking about a union football team. Their only loss was to the fourth largest school in the state of Tennessee in Science Hill. Right. And they, the stands, the people in the stands – and I was really close to him. I'm in the press box on the lower level. I mean, I could literally reach my hand out and touch the person sitting right there in front of me. I could touch his head. And I'm sure they heard some choice things from me, but they were they were dead silent, clutching pearls, and sitting there going, this is not how we thought this football game was going to go. We thought we were going to come out here and watch Union beat up on Tazewell and we we're gonna get our we we're gonna get Graham coming down here like we like we knew we should. Union uh, Union fans and I it looked like we were gonna get steamrolled and that's anything it was almost a Graham Tazel rematch in Mitchell. Uh if we get that we can say ifs. If we got the touchdown and made it twelve, thirteen to twelve, it could have almost been a Graham Tazel rematch. That's how close we were to it. And the kids from Ridgeview going into Union, they played their butts off. And uh, it, it's the it's the best two game stretch of football that I've seen Tazel play since I was in school. And and I didn't get to watch, um, you know, like uh, Morgan Lowe and and that crowd that played Gretna in the in the state. Um, Semifinal, state quarterfinals. I didn't, I didn't get to see. I didn't get to see them. But my sophomore year, when we had been, we got beat by Graham. We made it into the playoffs. Um, as the three seed, had to play Graham again after Graham had just absolutely destroyed us. Um, we had put together a, a string of games where. We just got rolling and and ended up beating Graham in the first round of the playoffs and and going to play Gate City for the region championship game. But the the stretch of games right there, I thought that was that was as good as I'd ever witnessed or been a part of, you know, a Tazel football team playing. Um, wasn't a part of the Matt Muncy era, right? Um, but. The last, the last few games on our schedule going into the playoffs, that's the best I've been a part of a Tazel football team playing. 
in a two, three, or four-game stretch. Well, I was in school during the Morgan Low era. Uh, David Saunders playing quarterback. Um, Bobby Wyatt takes a six-and-four Tazewell team that just gets into the playoff, and those guys go play Gretna and played Gretna hard. We had some injuries. Uh, kind of reminiscent to this team. Uh, this team was good this year. Hopefully we can see a repeat next year. So let's go ahead and jump into the matchup. Graham travels to Bullet Park to play the Bears. I know that we've picked our winners or picked our state championship, but who do you see prevailing in this game? Well, <laughs> You know, I think this I think this will be a really good football game. Um, I think the atmosphere will be great. Be interesting to see what the weather's like. <laughs> because right now, if you look out the window, it's it's as it's as bad a weather as you can get without it just pouring snow. Um, my personal opinion on these two football teams is whoever can get to the edge, whoever can get to the edge is going to win this football game. And I'm talking in terms of running and throwing. I thought that Union did a really good job of getting to the edge of our defense, um, especially early on. I won't – I wish that – we had had a couple of calls go our way in in terms of them getting to the edge. Um, but Graham plays the same kind of way. Um, you know, if you can if you can kind of keep Graham from getting to the edge of the defense, then you can bottle him up. <coughs> Excuse me. Union's the same way. The only difference is Union is still – very much a downhill uh, football team. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. <coughs> Union does a, a much better job of going downhill. So, you know, they've got, they've got a backup plan if they can't get to the edge, even though they want to get to the edge. If, you, if, if they can get to the edge, then they can kind of start to spread you out and then pound you down, you know, in between the tackles. Graham didn't do a good job of that in the first game. Will Graham be able to do a better job of that in the second game? I think that they will. Graham's defensive coordinator, Snake, he's been doing it a long time. He will have those guys fully prepared. Union already had to pull out all the stops against us. We made them do things that they weren't used to doing. Now, one, one thing about Union is they have a mobile quarterback. And mobile quarterbacks are tough to deal with, especially Graham has a, has a hard time dealing with them. Because it allows you to get to the edge in a different way. So, as much as I... You know, as much as I think that 
Graham is a really good football team. And if you look at who Graham's played, you look at Graham's game against us and our game against Union, you would sit there and say, well, Graham has the, the upper hand here. It is still going to be at Bullet Park. They have already beaten them. They will not overlook Graham. Graham, this this will be a really good football team um, or football game. I just I like Union. I like Union in a close one. So this is going to be very funny if you go back and listen or you're taking notes. So Josh is taking Union in a close one. I believe without me having to press a button when we submit this, Graham is peed and they're going to go to Bullet Park. They're not going to be scared and they're going to hit him in the mouth. I agree with you. This is going to be a close game, uh, maybe a three-point game. But you, you, you said it. The Palmer squared is going to go to Bullet Park and they're not coming out without a victory. Um, I mean, Palmer's the head coach, and then Bradshaw's an offensive coordinator, and then the other Palmer is the defensive coordinator. They're going to have their stuff together. I'm not taking anything away from the union coaches. I've seen Graham do it. Uh, there's been times that I thought Graham would get in the playoffs and not prevail, and they have. And I think with Tadrez being – Somewhat healthy now against Union. Graham takes this one. What's the score? You said a three-point game, and I. But you said that, and and before you even said that, I I have a score. I I did have notes. I don't have them with me. But I, I'd say twenty-one seventeen. I said twenty-four twenty-one. The only difference is for me, is I think Union probably scores more times than. They score like four times. Right. I think, but they can't kick a field goal. That <laughs> Tassel and Union are very similar in the fact that they can't <laughs> they can't kick a field goal. Right. So you got to go for two, um, and if you don't go for two, you get twelve to six, yeah. <laughs> like like we had down at Bullet Park last Saturday. But I, I think Union scores four times and scores twenty four points. And I think Graham scores three times and scores twenty one points. So if you, if you go back and listen, I had Union, he had Graham. We have just now we, reversed we, roles. We have. We have, and I guess I, I want – I would like to think that the Southwest District is better than the Mountain 7, even though there's not a single person on that side of the Clinch River that thinks that the Mountain 7 – that the Southwest District has anything for the Mountain 7. I think this is the first year that the Mountain 7 and the Southwest District are somewhat even. I think the Southwest District the Southwest District is is better. Top we're talking top to bottom. Union did not want to play Virginia High. They'd have much rather played Lee. Right. Yeah. They'd much rather played Lee. Gate City probably did want to play Marion because they'd already beat them, but that was a that was a tight ball game. Then you look at the four or five matchup, Tazewell and Ridgeview. 
that wasn't that wasn't even a football game in the first half. I mean, it's twenty nine to ten, but that ten, that ten that they had, was a tack on late. We could have scored again right before half after they kicked that field goal. We we could have scored again before the half. I mean, we had the ball down, and for whatever for whatever reason, we just don't throw it to two wide open people right for touchdowns. Yeah. We had two people on one side of the field and on the other side of the field just standing there waiting to catch the ball and go into the end zone to make it 36, 37 to 10 a half. Right. Ridgeview had nothing for us. And then we were going to be competitive against Union. Union is lucky that they're playing Graham this week. So, as you see... We have different opinions going, but from that analogy, gives me even more strength to pick Graham going to Bullet Park. Um, so now we're going to stay in the 2A, and now we're going to talk about Glenvar and Radford. We haven't really given much love to this area at all. Um, no, we, we didn't give love to them because Appomattox just hadn't been Appomattox. But the fact of the matter is, when we talked about the playoffs the first time, and we were like ranking our top four in the state of Virginia, mm-hmm. talked about um, Central Woodstock, Riverheads, Union, Graham, and I said Radford has the ability to beat any one of those four. Well, I could rattle off Radford's season this year, and. If I did, everyone would be like, why did no one think that they're the best team in the state of Virginia? Especially given what they've done in the two games in the playoffs. So they score 63 points in the first round of the playoffs against James River, which is fine. It's James River. They beat them earlier in the season 55 to nothing for 55 to 6. Then they play Appomattox. And for whatever Whatever anyone thinks about Appomattox in their season, it was a down season for them. But they have to play a really tough schedule. They beat Appomattox, was it 50 to 50 to 30? 50 to, yeah, I think it was 50 to 30. So they've scored 113 points in their two playoff games. Some people would say, wow, that's a lot of points. They must be turning it on. That's what they've done all year long. All season. I think one game they scored less than 45 points all year long. They beat Glenver, who they're um, playing in this matchup earlier in the season, like 45 to 10. So, you know, this this is a chance... Because they've already beaten Glenver as bad as they did, this is a chance for Radford to get. And you, you're never going to overlook overlook someone in the region championship, but you get up on someone, thirty-five to seven in the third quarter. You rest your kids. The Graham and Union game is not going to be a rest your kids kind of game. No, no, it's not. It's no, it's just not going to happen. But Radford has the ability to do that, which means if they can play the way they played all year long, they can be extremely healthy and ready to go. 
Glenver's had a great season. I've watched them a couple of times on film. Don't know that much about them other than the fact that Radford, Radford has just run rough shot over the entire Region C. They've run rough shot over everyone that they've played. They came to Virginia High earlier in the season, won 46-3. So I like Radford in this one. And Radford's gonna they're gonna do their best to pile on the points early and rest their kids late and get ready for a big game against the winner of Union and, and Graham. I'm I'm stepping into whatever you're you're laying. But the problem I'm seeing is there. It's Glenvar. Um, I'm going to go with Radford, but my heart's pulling for Glenvar, just because of their name. So, just going out there. Um, the Fighting Glens. Yeah. Um, and then let's finish up. That's awesome. Two A real quick. Um, we have Pocosin versus Amelia County. Haven't watched any of it. Haven't really followed those two. But I think knowing their past, I think Pocosin would be the favorite. They are the one. But then I did watch these two games on Friday night. Strasburg, all the way up until a minute and 16, had a 7 to nothing lead on Central Woodstock. Central Woodstock scores and goes for two. Kind of reminiscent of their first game against Riverhead. And they beat. Strasburg, which was a seven seed. Then you have Riverheads that played Clark County. That was also a close game, but it kind of was like the Graham game. Riverheads got control of it and ran away with it. Not the score wouldn't say they ran away with it, but Clark County just didn't have enough steam. So are you sticking with Woodstock or are you changing on that side? Because I'm sticking with Riverheads. I mean, I've already changed once. <laughs> I don't know why I can't change again. So you're gonna you're gonna go Pocosin, Amelia, or as a, Woodstock? Glenn, as a man who is not scared to admit that he's wrong or has made mistakes in his life, <laughs> I am fully prepared to take Riverheads in this game. Oh, but I'll take Central Woodstock. Okay, eight to seven. Again, Again. <laughs> I don't foresee history repeating itself in this one. I'm going to say more like a 21-14 ball game. I think there'll be a, a I think someone. Score. I, I think someone's going to score. It'll just be interesting to see if Riverheads can score two touchdowns early. Central Woodstock can't come back from that. They they no. haven't they haven't proven that they can um, score prolifically. Against some of the better teams. They're almost identical in what they do, too. They are very identical. Central Woodstock, man, you want to talk about some big kids up front? <laughs> Those kids are for real big. So I I can understand why they play two tights and go eye formation and, you know, go under center. And, and the, the best part, the best part about this game is it will be 
they they should play this game in black and white because it's going to be the wing D versus the power I. Yes. They play it in black and white. My dad would just flip out and watch it, and he'd be like, <laughs> oh, I didn't know there were any other games on. <laughs> All right, let's travel to 1A. Um, I'm just going to give you a rundown of the, the top two in the bracket, and then we'll discuss region C and D. Um Coming out of these will be, you'll have to play either Essex or Northumberland, and then Sussex Central or Ala Vista. Uh, Is it Alta Vista? Alta Vista, yeah. Yeah. So that's a 1-2 matchup and a 1-3 matchup. So let's just go ahead and knock them out. Let's go ahead and go to the C, where Josh likes to call them the Fighting Shane Allens, are taking on George With. So, yeah, so Galax, Maroon Tide. They did not look strong in the beginning of the season. No, no, but like I said, Shane's got them playing, at the, playing their best ball at the right time. He'll get them in shape. I mean, he's a good coach. They're there. I mean, they're playing their best ball right now. 100%. So the Maroon Tide is traveling up 77 to play the Maroons from George West. <laughs> so there'll be a lot of Maroon. Um, George West had already beaten Grayson County, the number one seed. So I said going into the playoffs that I thought George West was the team that was going to come out of this region. I thought they would be in the region championship game. Um, I wasn't – I had no – faith whatsoever in Galax being able to pull off what they pulled off until they played Grayson County in the second round. And I was like, I got um, Galax in a tight one, 21 to seven. Well, they won 14 to nothing. So I got the spread, right? That's right. Um, And I said, Shane's got them playing their best ball at the end of the season. This is going to be a good football game. Mm Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see if Galax, Galax can continue to score points when needed because George Wythe is going to score points. They're going to score points in this game. Um, I'm going to stick with my guns. I love Coach Allen. I've, I coached with him. Um, he's one of my – I consider him one of my best friends. I still stay in contact with him a whole lot. Um, I want to pick Galax in this because they're just playing as good as they can play. But I always thought that George Worth, you know, was the best team in, in Region C going into the playoffs. And I'm going to stick with George Worth in this one. I like George Worth 34-21. So I'm doing my homework. So Galax earlier in the season – plays Grayson County, loses 28-14. They also play George With, and they beat George With 34-19. I know, I know. So I'm going to go with the Fighting Shane Allens to prevail and beat George With. I mean, George With is playing their best ball right now too. These two right. teams are playing their best ball, but I think Shane Allen's going to prevail because he's been in the state title, what, the past two seasons? couple times now yeah um and see that that's why i originally said at the 
towards the beginning of the season. And when we first came on uh, Blitzkrieg, was I thought that Fort Chiswell was the best team in With County. Yes. Because I and I had talked to Shane and Shane was like, you know, we're we're a work in progress. You know, we're we're gonna try to figure it out. And they were trying to figure it out and they beat George With. So I just I didn't I didn't think that George With was as good as they were. Now they started playing really good late. Um they started playing really good midway through the season, really. Started started pounding people, played um, Grayson down at Grayson, gave Grayson their only loss in the season going in the regular season. And I just I felt like um you know, George With was the best team in Region C. I still I still do, even given the fact that they didn't play well against um they didn't play well against Galax earlier in the season. Still like, still like George With, but that's the reasoning behind why I thought Fort Chisel was as good as they were. Now, look at that George With Fort Chisel score. That's forty one to uh, forty one to seven. Forty one to George With Fort Chisel was thirty five seven. Thirty five seven. Yeah. Yeah. So that you know that just proves that George With is playing really well, and they're going to score points. It was a second-round win where they scored 35 points. They're going to score points. Galax is going to have to score points, too, against a, a team that, that they both know each other very well. So, All right, so Josh is taking the width, and I'm taking that Shane Allens. So now let's move to the one that I just boggles my mind to even think of who to pick. Rykov traveling to Honecker. Patrick Henry did everything that they could to win that game. And they should have. Um, but late in the game, just like the last one against Royal Retreat, Honecker comes on strong on their last two drives and make it a 44-30 game. Now... When they played Rykov earlier in the season at Honeacre, it was 40-32 to Honeacre. Does Honeacre make this bigger margin, or does Rykov come out close? I think, it's, I think it's easily the same score. You know, we talked last week about Patrick Henry being kind of the antithesis to Honeacre. Mm-hmm. So they want to impose their will and impose their style of play. They they did for a while and then it was just they just didn't have enough, right? Mm-hmm. Honeaker just kind of starts to do their do their thing and I think eventually the the pressing nature if we're gonna have basketball analogies during football season, the pressing nature of Honeaker kind of just wore it wore it out of Patrick Henry. Right. Because Patrick Henry is a half-court offense and um, Honeaker is a, you know, old-school Arkansas 40 minutes of hell pressing <laughs> football team. Um, and it eventually, eventually the press won out. It wore him down in a different way. Now, 
can Rye Cove continue to do the same thing that they did in the regular season, but not get worn out? They're, I guess worn down is not the right word. Wearing down would be pounding you, um, downhill running all the time. But do you get worn out? Are you physically prepared to play Honeaker at Honeaker and play their style of football? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I think it'll be a good football game. I like Honeaker. I don't know. Nothing's told me that Honeaker shouldn't win. I mean, they've won close games now. They've won tight games. They've won games that, you know, they weren't necessarily in. It'll just be interesting to see if they can continue to score. As long as they can score, they can win. I mean, Rykove, Rykove was 18-7 to against Twin Springs. So, I think the last two matchups were the best matchup that Honeaker's going to see until they get past Rykove. Um, and then that'll be either Galax or George With. So, I think the Tigers win this game, whether it's close or 20 points. Tigers over the Eagles? Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, 40 to 32 wouldn't be a bad guess. 42, 28, not a bad guess. That's That was what I wrote down, was 42 to 28. I think Honegger's going to get in the 40s. I mean, the 40 is what I'm going to say. Um, and Rye Cove, 28. So we're close together right there with that. I agree. So, all right. We have Thanksgiving coming up. You're probably going to overload on turkey or ham and get tired of it. So over the weekend, if you want something to eat, where are you going? Probably to my refrigerator for leftovers. I think it's funny how you're like, you're probably going to load up on turkey or ham. And I'm like, man, I'm going to load up on pie. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to load up on pumpkin <clears throat> pumpkin cheesecake or pumpkin pie or pecan pie or any kind of pie. If there's Let's, a coconut pie around, I'll eat it, but that's about oof. it. Well, you can have the coconut pie. I'll take the other ones. Um, yeah. So if you're if you're traveling to Union and you're a Graham fan, um, don't be afraid to stop in in Tazewell. Go to Elmar's. Get you some good food on the way down and on the way back. You can hang a left at Pisgee and go into Fisher and Company. Make sure you get something something good to eat on the way back. If you're heading down to um, if you're heading down if you're heading down to Honeaker, just keep on going. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. If you're if you're heading down to Honeaker, when the they've got they've got some good little spots. Um, stop by the um, Tiger RX. Say hello to the people in Tiger RX. My wife would appreciate me giving a plug for Tiger RX. Um, if you're going to George With, there's a really good hot dog spot right on Main Street in Withville. I'd stop there and get me a hot dog, some chili. There's presidents that have been there. Um, Where was this at? In Withville. Where'd you say? 
This is a, just a little hot dog spot right there on Main Street. Oh, okay. Oh, it has the, the big hot dog on it. Yes. Yeah, okay, okay. I was trying to look up something and heard hot dog and chili and president. And I'm like, where are we, where are we going? Yeah, there's presidents that have been to the hot dog spot in uh, Withville. My brother-in-law loves it. If if I'm going to tell you a place to go eat, it's definitely going to be Elmar's or Fisher in town. Um, if Fisher's open this weekend. Um but while I was watching the Union game, because we did not take our, our four-year-old, um, they kept saying the Big Cherry first down. Yeah, Big and, Cherry uh, Brewing. So go to the Big Cherry Brewing and get something to eat if you go to Bullet Park. Because um, they kept announcing them, so there was a good plug for them. So go give them a shot, or you can stop on your way down and go to Pal's. Pals is locally owned too, so I don't mind to give them a shout out. You can go to Sugar Hill in St. Paul too. It'd be a good place to go. Yeah. Little brewery, little barbecue. Be a great place to stop. So you're probably not hungry if you're listening to this after Thursday. But uh, there's just some places to go eat if you're going to the games. Uh, we appreciate you coming back and listening to us. And hope that we give you some good info. See y'all next time. And that's our show. We hope you enjoyed. And don't forget, come back for all your Mountain 7 and Southwest District sports needs. We'll be waiting.